This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So, see McDonald's.com for full details. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Good evening and welcome to the Ale of Ale podcast. It is Sunday, which would usually be a way day review. But seeing as we haven't had one, we're just going to have a little catch up. So joined by Bez. How are you doing, Bez? I'm all right, mate. Made the most of a weekend with no football. Did you? What so, did you get up? Well, yesterday I went, what did I do? Went to see my goddaughters in the morning. Yeah. Then went and got my hair cut. Then yeah. my nephew was 10 on Tuesday, so happy birthday, Lucas. So I got him his card and I've got him his ticket for Stevenage for the weekend because he's coming Hopefully. on the fun bus with me. Hopefully he's not listening then. He knows where his present is now. I've already gave it to him and he knew he was coming anyway. Fair enough. And he doesn't listen because you swear. It's because I swear. Specifically you. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> no, to be, to be fair, last time he... My brother had it on in the car. Lucas says, Uncle Dan, Daddy had turned the podcast off. I said, why? He says, because you swore. <laughs> so it was me. I was going to say, I, I thought it might be because I'd, I'd, I'd upset him over the fact that his dad's not a very good wrestler. No, no, yeah. nothing to do with that. But yeah. And then my match has been called off today because of the waterlog pitch. Waterlog. So, yeah, already. then, are we? Yeah, already. So I've been and done a 6.2 mile run. Ready for my half marathon in six weeks, Johnny? Get your sponsorship money ready. That you're not going to do? I'll do it. You and Simcox, 50 quid each to the Rudgy statue. And from what Tom said earlier, I've got a feeling he might want to join in with this because he told me there's no way I'm running it. You can bollocks. <laughs> well, yeah. Quite frankly. <laughs> I've done 6.2 miles. So friend of the show, Dan, three times on my run. Not that he was stalking me, it was... My run was like a loopy thing, and he was walking, so I passed him a few times. He was lapping, yeah. <laughs> he was lapping me walking, yeah. 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 So, yeah, eventful weekend. Busy. Eventful. And I ended up down Boslem last night. I was in the Crown till one o'clock. You were in the Crown till one? <laughs> yeah. Well, shit. Was, so uh, all this time you're saying you need to go bed at bloody nine o'clock. It's because you're stopping <laughs> out till bloody one a.m. on a fucking Saturday. Is that what it is? <laughs> Not normally. I, I got me you dancing dirty shoes. Stop out. I'd got me dancing shoes on, Hunter. I dread to think what they look like. 
I know. Uh, so, what have you been doing with your weekend, John? Um, I went on a scouting mission. Oh. Didn't I? So I went to uh, I went to watch Lincoln versus Burton yesterday. How did that go on? Because I genuinely don't know. Um, Burton won one nil. Quite they? possibly one of, one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. Oh. Like Lincoln had a number seven up front that was worse than any of our strikers. Like, do you he, mean they had a midfielder up front? Yeah, I think he was a midfielder. He couldn't crack <laughs> a bag of cement. Like, literally, he was woeful. It was it, it was madness. Um, and Burton just looked clueless. They just keep kept giving it the quick lads, and they kept running into a corner and then going, "Oh, what do we do?" And it, it it's it, the game was settled by the fact that a Burton free kick was put in put in his own net by a Lincoln player. So that kind of summed up the game quite I'm well. Just looking now, and Lincoln had a man sent off as well. Oh, it was a horrible tackle that was. I was, was career ender. Yeah, it was career ender. Yeah. It was vile challenge. Um, their managers come out and basically said that the lad that did it and got sent off, he he's got all the talent in the world, but um, top level athletes have got have got a bit about him, and he hasn't got that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that that's quite scathing. And looking at it, number seven for them is Rico Hackett Fairchild. Yeah, Lincoln's number seven. Yeah, he, he played up front and on, honestly, God awful. I was my mate in goal, Big Jensen. The link. Jensen didn't really have anything to do. Uh, fair enough. Right. Oh, yeah, like, like I say, it was, it was a dull affair. Um, 30 seconds into it, the Burton faithful were singing about Little Old Port Vale. So, um, yeah. yeah, bless them. But yeah, it, did, it, made, it made me proper. I started chuckling, and people were like, I probably didn't understand why. But I was just like, I just started laughing and just saying to Steph, I went, it's not even a derby. Like, yeah. It's not even close to being a derby. Why do we care? And looking at Lincoln had got um, Shadipo on the bench, who we had on loan from QPR. Yeah, they signed him on a permanent earlier this week. I right. All of my Shadipo. Yeah. yeah. What, what a guy. He, yeah. was there, he, was, he, was, he was there last season on loan from uh, QPR. QPR, yeah. Yeah, he was on loan there last season and then got released in the summer. And then I think they tried to sign him and he said no. And then he's kind of gone out with his tail between his legs. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I imagine he's on a wallop as well. I imagine he's on a decent wage from QPO. That, well, that, that could be one of them reasons why he said no in the summer. And yeah. then tail between his legs. And they've probably done what we did with Willow in terms of, well, that, that offer's not there anymore, Petal. So... Yeah, so you've got to, got to deal with it, haven't you? Yeah, you, you take that gamble, don't you? And I suppose it depends what your agent's whispering in your ear. Like, I, if I was his agent, I wouldn't be saying he was better than Lincoln because if you look at his career, he's not played consistently above League One, has he? So, no. But that's, that's one of them, isn't it? Whether he was hoping for a, a London club or not, who knows? But yeah, it was, it was a, a dull affair. Um, and then st- stayed in Lincoln. Mum had a little one for us, so we stayed in Lincoln and went out and had had a few cocktails and a curry. Nice. So yeah, nice little weekend. Some some decent bars. Ended up in Pop World a little bit, having a cheeky Vimto Partini. So yeah, we, it was all right. Can't complain. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. And Tom, obviously, you've been. You've been softly introduced by Bears trying to get money out of you. Um, how was your weekend? 
Yeah, I probably shouldn't have started the, po- the podcast with bollocks being my first word, should I really? But um, it is what it is. Um, yeah, no, great, great weekend. Uh, I had every plan to go to uh, a game yesterday. Um, I was going to go and watch Redgate Clayton. And I accidentally fell into the pub and never quite made it to Redgate Clayton. Um, it's for then... Friday night when you got back from Wembley or... I, no, no, uh, so, <laughs> uh, no, no. I was, I was, I was good on Friday. I just had a couple of pints on Friday when I was at the ground. Um, big thank you uh, to Kev for that, by the way, uh, for the tickets. Um, it was very much appreciated. And I also took the missus to her first ever football game. And uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a glamorous one, but she seemed to enjoy it. Um. So yeah, I had a really, really good weekend down there. It was fantastic, to be fair. Uh, not something I've ever experienced being in Club Wembley, so that was good. Um, and then yesterday, yes, I've, I've literally, as you mentioned, the Burton score. Then I just had to check my Sky Bet account because I remember putting a bet on yesterday, but I couldn't remember if I checked it or not. Until, but it turns <laughs> out I lost, lost on all three accounts. Uh, so wasn't wasn't a great day at the office betting wise. Um, yeah, and then today just uh, I had to, I had to nip the pub for the cup draw. You had to nip the pub for the cup yeah, draw because well, you haven't got ITV too. Yeah, lucky you went somewhere like that. Was good. <laughs> yeah, I know I stitched up there. Sorry, that was uh, my fault. I uh, genuinely thought he was on BBC Two, and then used to be, didn't he? Used to be BBC. Yeah, it used to be BBC. ITV got the rights last season, apparently. Yeah, so, I think they did. Uh, yeah. I think I was watching Richard III until about 25 to 3 and then realised. Like, <laughs> and then you got a text saying you'll never guess this, who you I don't think this is the cup, cup, cup draw, this. <laughs> um, but no, <clears throat> oh, Christ, I'm dying here. Hey, good weekend, brilliant weekend. Uh, just, it was good probably to get away from the veil briefly after last week. Yeah, I think I think his son is all good. And to Andy, we are joined by a fourth musketeer today. Um, so Andy, how was your weekend? Oh, I, I had a really good um, weekend. Like Tom, I think yeah, Tom's spot on. It's good to get away from the veil and do something a bit different. I feel like I'm properly refreshed now. It's been absolutely mad at work, uh, and yeah, I just took a couple of days to do some me stuff. Um, went browsing for winter clothes. Bought a couple of jumpers because the weather's turning. Then I went and saw a local non-league game, saw um, West Hidsby and Charlton beat the Isle of Man 2-1. Um, great game. Oh. They what? Sorry, I couldn't, he dropped out a bit then. Sorry, are they in Congleton's league? or uh, No, Congleton have moved into the Midlands sort of yeah, part of the pyramid now. Yeah. Uh, Rory went to Congleton with Gooders, and uh, they've gone top of the league now, haven't they? Yeah, they've gone top. They seem they, they seem to be accidentally um, winning the thing at the minute. Sounds like yeah, they, they've um, really well. They've, they've got into that league and they look pretty much one of the better sides in there straight away. But yeah, uh, Western the Northwest Counties they got a really good win, a really good game. Um, always decent atmosphere. There's about a thousand there, and yeah, cracking. Uh, today just um, been stood outside my house watching the. Um, there's a half marathon in Manchester. Watch that yeah, go Manchester by. Yeah, today. Yep. Um, cheered on my mate who did it. Um, it's a fair place to him. 
um, even though he's doing it in a stoked up, but um, hey ho, kind of everything. Um, just yeah, just had a couple of days of feeling like I've done a really productive lot of nothing, and yeah, recharged, ready for um, Monday tomorrow. It's all good then. I'll be honest. I think, I think was it after the last international break we seem to have fallen away slightly. I think this yeah. international breaks probably give us a little bit of time to just refresh and reset and both fans and That last and international players. weekend. Yeah, the last international weekend, I, I went around my mate's house and we had a barbecue because it was nearly 30 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And I think the Rugby awesome, World Cup was still on. It's still on now. And the Rugby World yeah. Cup's rumbled on for however long it is since the last one. So, yeah, it's just, um, it's flown by, hasn't it? Yeah. But no, yeah, we won the first game back after the last international break, didn't we? Which was Northampton. Northampton, I think. And we haven't won since in the league. Yeah, we could do with just a bit of a refresh, couldn't we? Just a a go again, a restart. You know, probably came at the right time for for Crosby. Um, It probably came at the right time for players. And just, just have a couple of days off. Just have a refresh. Yeah, I think that's about right, isn't it? And talking about having a refresh and stuff like that, obviously, um, this week, Tuesday, was World Mental Health Day. Um, I don't know if you all watched it, but I shared the link to the Norwich Post. Uh, And for anyone that's not watched it, pop over to Norwich's Twitter um, and just just have a look at their post from Tuesday because you sit there, you're watching it, you're like, shit, I know what's going to happen here. And then you get kicked right in the bollocks. And I'm not ashamed to say it broke me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like it, it just shows that you you never know what someone's going through. You expect that you'd be able to see it with people. You go like, oh, the whole thing was you're right. How are you doing and stuff like that? It it goes a long way to people. Like you might know that somebody's suffering and reaching out to them might be great. You might not know that someone's suffering. They could be sat at home doing nothing in a dark room, thinking this is wank, and then a little message pops up and they have an hour conversation about anything. And it cheers them up a little bit. So we, we were talking a bit off that we've all had bits and bobs going on recently. And in the course of the last few years, everyone everyone's had it. But it's it's just important just to keep talking about it. And I know we had a bit of grief on Twitter about the fact that we do player ratings and slate some players and stuff like that. And how do you think that's going to affect their mental health? And we do take that on board. And we do try and say that we only talk about performance and we try and not be try and not be personal with it, but we know there is a fine line and sometimes that that line is is a bit blur and it's it's just just about think about what you're doing, I think, sometimes and, and reach out to that mate that you might not have spoke to in a couple of days. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think it's important to add as well that also if if you don't feel like you can talk to someone who you know, then just fire a message over to someone else. Yeah. Feel free to message me if you if you if you want to have a chat, whether we know each other or not, that's fine. Just have a have a chat and get it out of the way. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much podcasts. rather you. Yeah, I'd much rather you be having a chat with me, and chatting shite to me, than I would to have to write a horrible post if something else has happened. Yeah, hundred percent. And fair play, Josh Green, who 
put a tweet out this week and it was Willow, who obviously Tuesday morning, which was World Mental Health Day, tweeted about his struggles and then that happened Tuesday night and you could see he was broken. My heart goes out to James Wilson. It really does. And let's hope he's not too serious when he comes in. But again, it's happened. It, it happens. And I seem to avoid some of the tweets that other people saw. But from what I saw, some of the apparently some of the tweets going to James Wilson, absolutely fucking pathetic. Luckily, I didn't see him, but I've seen other people reacting to him. Again, he's a human being who's just had something bad happen. And, you know, it's World Mental Health Day. We don't need that. And as Tom said, we've always said on here, the pod inbox is open, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter. People know our personal handles, I'm sure, on Twitter, etc. Facebook, drop us a message if anyone needs to talk. And times are hard, and I've always said it's now reiterate for any new listeners. I've suffered quite bad in the past. I've been off work, signed off on antidepressants, I've had counselling, etc. And the first thing, as you say, Johnny, earlier that people said to me when, because at first you don't really open up and you're a bit ashamed to say, oh, I've got depression. And then when I realised it was nothing to be ashamed of and I spoke to people like, you're the last person I'd ever thought would suffer with that because you're always the life and soul, your centre of attention, you're cracking jokes and never saw it coming. So it can be people that you don't see coming. So if you haven't heard from someone for a few days and it's strange, drop them a message. If you know a mate's going through a few bits, drop them a message, see how they are. All it takes is a message, how are you? Lines open if you want to chat. If it's you that's struggling, as we've said, reach out to us more than happy. And for me, find something that you want to do that's for you, even if it's half an hour a day. If that's all you can spare, if it's half an hour a day, for me, I've been out, as I say, early done an hour running. Really enjoyed it, actually. And I know to some people that sounds psychotic that I enjoyed going out for a run for an hour. But I did, really enjoyed it. Come home, ran a bath, sat in the bath and read another chapter in my John Rudge book, which I'm really enjoying. So if that will be your release, go and get a copy of it from To Capital or whatever book that you want read. If it's playing on your computer for half an hour, if it's just sitting, watching tally for half an hour, something that's for you and find time for yourselves. And again, reach out if anyone needs us. And that's and I think that, that that's key, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? If you want to message the pod because it's faceless almost, then messaging somebody whose picture's on and you think, oh, I'm talking to a almost a real person i know that you know that the person on the end of the pod's a real person but bez i don't know about you but sometimes you find it easier talking to someone that you don't know or don't think that's real almost yeah 100 or someone that's not involved in whatever it is that's you know if it's work if it's home life it's just someone to bounce things off and sometimes you don't even need them you just need to get it off your chest and you feel better for that yeah and, and that's massive and i think like for me, the, the the day is great. Do you know what I mean? Like the World Mental Health Day is great, but I think it, I think it needs to be spoke about more often than just a day. Yeah, it's every day, isn't it? Essentially, yeah, it yeah. should be, and that's the thing. And it's like you just just think about the people that you speak to, the people that you see. If you see something that you think's a bit off on online from somebody that you don't really know but you follow, maybe drop that, drop them a message, and just see is everything okay? Like. And that, that, that could just be enough that someone that you don't know has reached out and it's like, oh, actually, I, there's, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel almost. And I'm not saying that just messaging someone's going to cure everything, but no. it's a start, isn't it? It's, yeah. They it's always say the hardest things to open, isn't it, it about is. it? It is. And I've been on 
mental health first aid training. And one thing you pick up on that is everybody's got mental health. People might not think they have, but it's same as physical health. It might be good mental health you've got, and it might be in a really good state. But actually, everyone's got mental health. It can be good, it can be bad, it can be on the way down, it can be on the way up. But if it is not in the good place, like physical health, there's things you can try and do to make it better. And as I've said, it might be that half an hour a day for thingy. I know you lot laugh at me and, you know, I'll laugh with you. Sleep for me is a massive thing. And I know if I constantly don't get enough sleep, my mental health suffers for it. So that's a reason that I try to stay in a routine with my sleep and because I know that really affects me. So it's finding the things and everybody's different. I'm not saying that for people listening, it's going to be go for a run. It's going to be read the Roger book. It's going to be sleep. It could be something else. But it's finding what is your triggers and what's your recovery mechanism if you are suffering to get you back into good mental health and retrain same as physical health sometimes you can be fit lean everything but then sometimes maybe you've had too many takeaways you haven't been exercising and it's dipping you know what to do to get your physical health back and that's start eating healthy train etc mental health the same and it's finding what you need to do to get yourselves back yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? And like I say, no means any of us are experts, even though that like you, you opened up as and said that you suffered and been through bits and bobs, but it, it's all about finding that, that thing for you and maybe finding that person or people to talk to. And it's don't be ashamed to ask for help. And I think on that sort of subject of don't be ashamed to ask for help, as you said earlier about the baggers article and what Carol said. Yes. Do you know, I thought it was, for those that haven't subscribed to Baggers' newsletter, this is a shameless plug for him. We hadn't had to do it. Cracking newsletter come through today, and it was her interview with Carol Shanahan. I'm not going to read it out for you. I'm not going to tell you everything that's in there. Subscribe, and you can read it, because I'm not giving Baggers' stuff away for free. But one thing that I thought was important in there, and we discussed it beforehand, is that the club, and I didn't know we did this as a club, and this is where... Carol's asked us for an interview, Johnny, maybe this is where we go and do another interview and learn more about this, is that people go to the club for other things. We knew that the club did speed awareness. We knew they did others. They also do antenatal stuff, which I didn't know. They do stuff with people that maybe are struggling with money, etc. And there's an article in there about if you've got any old clothes that you're going to chuck, get rid of, take them to the club. The club will have them because there's people that we don't know about that go to the club and actually are struggling at the moment. And the club have identified these people. And there was one where, and it touched me actually in the article, a little lad had been and they realised that his shoes were too small for him and his mum couldn't afford a new pair of shoes for him. But actually, because people had donated stuff to the club, there was a pair of shoes there that were the right size for him. And the little lad wanted to pay for them. And Vale were going to refuse the money. His mum says, no, he actually, he's been saving up to buy himself a new pair of shoes. And that's how much people are struggling at the moment. So if you have got stuff, send them down to the club and they'd love to have them off you. And we can help things like that. And the little lad had got, I think it was a penny, and he wanted to pay for these shoes. So, you know, stuff like that that we don't see the clubs doing. And it kind of makes football irrelevant. Although we all know that a football club is judged by what it does on the pitch and fans will moan if we're not winning games. But you don't see this stuff the clubs doing. It's absolutely fantastic what we're doing for the community. I really think it is. It is. And like I like say, it ties in nicely into it, the fact that if if someone is in a position that they can help someone else out by even by just donating a few clothes that you think isn't important to you but could actually mean the world to someone else so yeah just yeah it's tough times and it, it's 
finding the right time sometimes to talk about on the podcast and had thought today the week that we've had in terms of World Mental Health Day and the fact that we haven't had a game it's a poignant time to just bring it up and have a have a nice little chat about isn't it definitely um and on on this on on the subject of um things that have happened today I know you said Baggers's um letters dropped newsletters dropped but the FA Cup was dropped so, Andy, initial reactions? Initial reactions? Um, them again, isn't it? Um, it's, not, it's not an exciting draw that will capture the imagination, but it is a winnable game. We're at home, at least. Um, I know we haven't beaten the last two times we've played them at home. A uh, record in the FA Cup against them is not bad. We beat them a couple of seasons ago. We've probably due another win against them. Um, you've got to bet yourself at home, haven't you? So, um, not a bad draw, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna get anyone too excited, is it? No, it's not. It's not, is it? And I think Tom, you'll agree this needs to be this this game needs to be priced right to, yeah. to get get the people through the door. Yeah, realistically, this is the one that screams ten, fifteen quid an adult. Um, I think there's a massive thing at the minute with pricing football right because I think there's a lot of games that are completely overpriced for what they are um, it's it's something that bulks me more than a lot of things um, is charging stupid money for shit um, Stoke being an example um, speaking of shit um, yeah Stoke, Stoke away at Coventry at 37 quid is outrageous um, and I think with regards to the price in the football, the cup games, these are the games where we need to make, uh, not not make money, but we still need to try and maybe get four, four and a half, five thousand people through the door. Um, and I think that, that Mansfield did it well with, with regards to our game at their place. Uh, I think everyone was quite not pleasantly surprised because I think it was kind of, it's kind of there with League Cup football anyway, but um, I think it's, it's it, everyone kind of reacted in a good, a good way to the fact that it was, it's 15 quid. It's 15 quid to watch your team potentially get into the quarterfinals of the cup. Brilliant, fantastic pricing. Well done, Mansfield. Um, and I, like, like Andy said, it's not particularly a game that captures the, uh, the imagination, but it, could potentially be a game that goes towards a big game. Um, so if we can get, you know, if you get four and a half thousand, five thousand home fans this time around, and then, you know, you, you you drop a decent draw next round if you win it, then all of a sudden you're staying down the barrel of, can you have a Man United, a Man City, uh, a Liverpool? And yeah. In that respect, it's a huge week for the club, isn't it? We've got Mansfield yeah. away on the 31st, is it, Halloween? Yeah, the Tuesday before, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then that weekend, the weekend of the, what, the 4th, the 5th, um, the FA Cup. So, yeah, massive. It could have a huge bearing on what we do in January, what what sort of business we do, and the rest of the season. So, big. You couldn't, you couldn't ask for a week where you wanted three wins on on the bounce more than that week. Cheltenham at home, Mansfield on the Tuesday, Burton at home on the Saturday. Yeah. 
Well, I think I think on, on about the Burton game, we, we've got to be realistic. There is probably not going to be the Saturday as well. So I think ticketing is is going to be really key for this to get people through the door. Um, it's Stoke Cardiff on the Saturday. We know that the the police couldn't deal with Stoke Rotherham on a Tuesday night when we played crew, and there was reasons why specific areas of our ground weren't open and such like when we when we play crew. So I think we've got to take that into consideration as well, find out what day it is and then price it accordingly. We we all know Sundays will be a lower than a Friday night, probably for me, I think is a fair assumption. What would what would you all rather? Would you rather a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon? For uh, me, it's Friday night. I think yeah. I'd rather a Friday night. Friday night for me, but I'm thinking probably after the Tuesday night game in the League Cup, would we prefer to have another recovery day and play it on the Sunday? True. Given that we yeah, don't... No, we, aren't, we probably aren't going to play on the Friday night if we play we Tuesday don't have night, a midweek we? game the week after, uh, well, between Burton in the Cup and Lincoln and away in the League. So I think we'd probably opt for the Sunday, wouldn't we? Because, you know... <sighs> You say you play on Tuesday, Wednesday, players' day off, and then you haven't really given yourself much time to really patch players up and do any training ground work before the weekend game. So they're not particularly a side where we could make eleven changes either. No, no. If we if no. we got if we got a you know a, a non-league a marine or something like that, you could probably argue that you could make some changes and get away with it. Um. But for me, the FA Cup's a massive, massive cup competition. We need to be putting our best side out. So, yeah, maybe the Sunday might be the better option. Yeah, Here's think... one for you. If you could only win one of the two when you get picked, which are you game for? Mansfield. Andy? Um, it doesn't work like that, does it? Um, but... but... <laughs> playing, playing fantasy here. I don't know. Um... Johnny, while Andy thinks uh, where man, you go. I suppose, yeah. The ironic thing is that we probably make more money for winning the Burton game than the Mansfield game, obviously depending on the draw and the round after. But you're asking me the question, are you are we beating Burton and getting to the third round, though? Because if we're not, well, then it's Mansfield then, because we're guaranteed a decent game in the in the next round. Exeter at home. I was going to say it could be Exeter, it could be Blackburn, it could be. I'll take. Do you know what? I'll take Exeter at home. (laughs) I'd take Exeter at home, you know, but I wouldn't take Blackburn or Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, there's probably more chance of getting a big tie if we beat Mansfield. Yeah, and and we've never really got that far. And let's set a record. I don't think we've ever got to the quarterfinals. No, we have we? So so let's let's try and make some history. Yeah. But it, it doesn't look like that. You can't pick and choose where you... you no, sort of obviously, need. we want them both. I just thought it would be interesting. Which, yeah. Truthfully, if you're asking me if I, we can only win one, I think I'd go Mansfield and let's have the Saturday off in the second round of the FA Cup and let's get to the quarterfinal of the League Cup. However, I want one both. Is the second round international weekend? No, we don't know. no, it's not. It's December first week of December, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's first week of December. And, um, November's the next international break. Yeah. I got myself confused. Yeah. Who would we be playing then if 
We haven't um, got a game pencilled in for the second week of December. No, I mean the international break. Um, oh. The international break in November it would be... Um, it's the 18th, isn't it? Late-oriented home. Another home one. Fuck. Yeah, late-oriented home. And then the one in March next year, which is the next break, Burton away. Oh, shit. It can't be good, all these home games getting postponed on Saturdays. You know, it can't be good for the finances. I know no. we obviously still make money midweek, but we don't make anywhere near as much. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not great, is it? No, it's, and it's just typical they all come at home. Yeah. I suppose it's the, the um, success factor, isn't it? This is what it, happens when you've got good players, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting one, won't it? It'd be an interesting one. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think, like, obviously, the under, under-20s lost 2-0 the other night, so see if they still want Divine and all the next time round. True. Um, but, yeah, we're, they, they've got it. I think they play tomorrow, is it? Again? Tuesday, so, I think, isn't it? I thought they... Did they play Wednesday this week? Let me just have a look. Not as, uh... Well, no, it might have been Thursday. Thursday and Monday then, yeah. I've got Thursday in my head. I thought the under-21s played Thursday. They played the same night, didn't they? Yeah. No, no, didn't, did they? Yeah, they played the same night, yeah, because you well, sent... The under-20s through... were about four o'clock kick-off. And yeah. The yeah, that was, were like... yeah, they... yeah, that was it. So, England, they've got Portugal on the 17th, so Tuesday, yeah. So... Um, and that's it, Stadium MK. Um, franchise FC. Yeah. yeah. Getting, getting some money through the doors for them. Bunch of bastards. I think he hasn't scored for them yet, has he? At least I haven't noticed. No, he missed an open goal on, on day one and then I think that's about the week Did he score a consolation goal last week or something? Oh, maybe. I just looked, he didn't score yesterday and I haven't noticed him scoring yet. Did MK throw away a 2-0 lead or did they come back in injury time? It's one or the other, wasn't it? They threw away a 2-0 lead against Barrow. In 93 and 95. Yeah, but I think MK scored in the 90, 90th minute as well to make it 2 Oh, right. He scored, he scored last week at, um, at Gillingham away. Oh, did he? There we are then. Yeah, they lost 2-1 no, MK Dons scored yesterday 12 and 35. Oh, 35. And then Barrow scored 93 and 95. Ben Whitfield got one of them. Yeah, so I saw Ben got one. I saw some. I saw someone put a post on, and it, it looked like ninetieth minute. So, yeah. was it was back on the bench for him because he's been out injured. He came on after fifty-four minutes. Proctor didn't make the bench. He's been out injured. Fair enough. Did you see Mansfield's result yesterday? Yeah, they uh, they they went like a train, didn't they? Last twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big statement win, isn't it? In that league, looks a very good side. I see the uh, the jury's out a little bit from Notts County fans on Aiden Stone. Well, he got bench. dropped yesterday, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he didn't play yesterday. He was benched. I mean, as a goal as a goalkeeping perspective, there's not nothing more you'd probably rather than you get dropped and you lose four, is it? Yeah, like you like to say, from a goalkeeper's perspective, then yeah, same almost perfect result, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that, it's 
that's going to be a quite an interesting one. We 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 definitely need pick up some form before then, but we'll we'll cover that in a bit more detail as we get a little bit closer. Um, because we're going to play a little game. Oh, it's like soul. I don't want to play a game. We're just going to play a bit of this or that. Why does this feel like I'm going to get hammered on one very often? No, you're not. It's, well, you might. <laughs> a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of this or that in terms of players. Because like, I just think it'd be quite interesting. So, Bez, I'm going to start with you. You can only choose one in the prime to go into the starting 11. Connor Ripley or Chris Neal? Connor Ripley. Okay, Tom, Mitch Clark or Gibbo? Gibbo, because I was drinking with him last Sunday and I battered him on the pod before, so. <laughs> so Gibbo, because you skipped out, yeah. definitely you, James. <laughs> okay, Andy, Ojo or Anthony Grant? Um... Oh, that's the toughest one yet, you frigger, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm tempted to go Grant just because he's a bit more aggressive. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a nice one. Ego Bez, nice easy one for you. Oli Arblaster or Michael O'Connor? Oli Arblaster every day of the week and twice on a Sunday. Oh, that's massive. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. who's going to go furthest in the career? James Plant or Reese Walters? Reese Walters. That, that was said without hesitation. Yeah. Nothing against Planty. Just Reese is a fucking machine, isn't he? Yeah. Fair. Okay, Andy. Um, James Wilson or Louis Dodds? Andy's getting stitched <laughs> up to fuck here, isn't he? <laughs> a fit James Wilson. Uh, or just James Wilson. <laughs> James Wilson. James Wilson. <laughs> Dodsey. Dodsey. Okay, Bears. Last one then. No. Jamie Proctor. I love Ashton. Jamie Proctor. Oh, oh I fucking love Sachi. <laughs> oh, you've oh. done me there. I'm going go Sachi just because he played at a higher level for longer than Proctor. Fair enough. And I remember that day at Rotherham where he scored four. Fair enough. I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, so there you go. Any, any of the listeners out there that completely disagree with anyone's choices or, or want to play the game and throw some out away, then... Message we'll, Bez. Yeah, message, message the pod and we'll, we'll read some more out next week. I've actually, for my 21st birthday, which obviously was 15 years, years ago, ago, Christ. 15 years ago. Coming up 16 years ago. Uh, my cousin made me a montage of Akpo Sodge. was my favourite player at the time when I was 21. And it's up in my conservatory. I'm not Something sure what I was supposed to say to that. I'll be honest. Yeah. What? what? You, you must be the only person with a montage of Akpo Sodge. <laughs> yeah. I, I, reckon, I reckon that conversation's enough to make you come home for. In prison, any? I think if you think he sets foot in the UK again, doesn't he get go straight to prison? Isn't he? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's in yeah. the neck, isn't he? No, no. I think he, he absconded he, rather yeah. before he could get put away. 
that changes right. my answer then. I'll go Jamie Proctor because at least he can play. Oh, boo. <laughs> What's the point in picking Sodgy if he's going to get arrested at half time? <laughs> be a crack though, wouldn't it? Watch someone get arrested at half time. <laughs> Corner's just about to be taken, start the second half, and the police come in and take him. You naive bastard, Bez. We never score from corners. <laughs> I never said score. I just said corners. Oh, fair take. enough. We win oh. corners. We just don't score from them. Brilliant. Nate, so that's changed your answer then? Yeah, because what's the point of having him playing for you if he can't play? Well, he, 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 can, he might be able to play. He just he might like, just be able to play the European Games next season once we've won the League Cup. Exactly. Maybe that maybe that's that, that's what you're thinking. Yeah. Not this but again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not this again. But yeah, so because I really couldn't be asked prep anything for it, so I, I've, I've made everyone else do the work for me um, and popped a tweet out and got a shit ton of questions. So we're going to fire through through them all. I think it's about 15, 20. Have, have these questions been vetted? Yeah, I've vetted them. <laughs> I'm still asking every single one of them. Um, because I think, to be fair, I think all of them are, are going to be decent points. So. Amos, I'm going to start with you. Oh, shit. Is Tom Conlon ever going to play for Vale again? No. No, just I, no. I, I can't. I can't see it personally. Um, he is, for me, not quite at the level of centre midfielder we've got at the minute. It's nothing against Tom as a player or as a player. He just isn't quite there for me. Um. I think Crosby's made it pretty clear that he isn't gonna, um, isn't gonna. I mean, he he, he said a few things, and he that yeah, he's involved in this. But if he was involved in the squad, then he would have played in the Johnson's Paint Trophy games. Um, personally, without being horrible, I'd probably rather see Reese Walters in there. Um, so yeah, not for me. So. Andy, Bez, any objections to that? Any arguments for Tom being in a veil shirt again? No. And that sounds audible because he's been a great servant to the club over the years. Let's not forget that. You know, League Two, he was a great player. For me, he's never quite come back from the injury of the same player. And it's a shame. So it's nothing personal against Tom. I wish him all the best wherever he ends up. And I think he could have a good career at League Two level. But at this moment in time, he hasn't. You know, he isn't getting in front of OGO or Blaster, as he likes to be honest. And no, even I Walters, I think Walters is above him. I agree with Tom. Yeah, I can't see a way back for him, unfortunately. I mean, he's done, um, like, he's given the club great service, but I just, he isn't in favour. I, I hope it's just a professional decision and nothing personal or anything like that. But I, I just think they probably just said, Sorry, Tom, but you're not on the plans. Yeah. A follow-on uh, question from that from you, Johnny, because you're asking us all the questions. So uh, if I got follow-ons on you, Gannon. Huh. Um, no. Could you see him ending up at Cheltenham with Daniel? Yeah, because I could see him ending up there. But I'd... <sighs> yeah, I'd... I don't. I, I don't know if he's done enough to end up there, but. I can see, I can see him there. It depends what their aspirations are longer term, I suppose. Um, if if they're they're after staying up this season, I think he could do a job. But yeah, I think he's a decent enough player. If, 
if if we if you get him hundred percent fit, he'll he do he do a job in League One for a team. So yeah, Clark, Clarky makes sense in that way, doesn't it? And thought and thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, I suppose. When's he out of contract? Has he got like six months or has he got another year after? I think he's he's out in the summer, isn't he? I think so. It might be that we look at a half-season loan in January somewhere. Cheltenham might fit the bill. And if if he does end up in League 2 with him, then he might choose to stay there because he could could, uh, tear up League 2. He could commute as well. He could do. He could... Because I think he, I think I think the main both. thing is they they staying around here for his um, for his academy, isn't it as well with Smithy? Yeah. Um, but I mean, what is it? An hour and a half, Cheltenham? Hour and forty-five? Yeah, it's not too bad. It's is not. It? It's not ideal, but it's there's worse fucking commutes like Connor Hall from Cambridge to bloody Vale every day. Yeah. You could do it for I'm, a couple I'm, of years, couldn't you? Yeah, Alps are his best mates down that way as well because Gibbo's. Bristol way now, isn't he? So that's not a million miles away. Yeah. So best mate and his sister are down there. So that'll be, it'll be an interesting one. And like, like I say, I'd, I'd, if Tom wears a veil shirt again, I'd, I'd absolutely love that. Like, I think there's a very good. That is, yeah, I was going. I just wanted to reiterate that that wasn't me saying he. I don't think he should. I just don't think he will. Yeah, and that, that, that's it. He needs. He needs games, doesn't he? He needs match fitness. He might he might do him well to have a loan somewhere in the conference for a month just to just to get him out and get him get 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 a bit of time on the pitch somewhere. There's a there's a player in there. He's not he 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 didn't just become a shit player overnight or anything like that. He he knows he's a good player. I think it was like he said, he it was he was struggling with injuries a lot last season. Uh and I think he just needed he needed a, something to go his way to almost boost his confidence. He was just a victim of us stepping up a league as well. And, you know, it was a, it was a tough curve for us. He'd had his injuries and we just, I don't know, when we were really sort of after Christmas, when we were struggling, he, he was struggling as well. And, you know, in, in a... It may be a team that wasn't struggling. He would have found things a bit better, and he would have found his form again. But it just just was like a, a perfect storm for him to the second, the back end of last season, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I th- for me, I think he felt like a player that was scared of not playing football, so maybe played through injuries that other players might have sat through and made sure they were hundred percent fit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do feel for Tom. I, I, I honestly do. I, I think there's there's a good player in there, and if he was hundred percent fit, I'd have him in our squad. I don't think he'd be in the starting eleven, but I'd have him in our squad. I think I think he'd bring something to it. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's what he, it's what he wants, and that's that's the big thing. And as a footballer, is what what he wants, and that I'm sure that's playing football week in week out. I think there's, I think there's something to give him a chance with better players around him as well. Well, yeah, I'd, because I'd, is is that something that you know? I I don't know. I might be completely miles off the mark, um, but if he's got a centre midfield partner who is Oli Arblast, the Funzo Ojo, 
is he would you get more out of Tom Collin potentially there's that possibility and for, for me there's the, there's the possibility that in one of them positions in behind the striker is that where Tom would suit as well because we know he's we, we know he's got a good good left foot on him and he he can score from outside the area and, and such like so there's there's arguments for where where Conlon goes and I know um who asked the question said could he fill a hole at left wing back which was something that we obviously discussed last year at some point I don't uh, think, I don't think he's quick enough for me yeah that's the but it's that's the, main, that's the main well no I don't no I don't think he is yeah and so that's kind of, that that that's kind of I suppose that's the 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 million dollar question to if you if you're going for pure pace then yes he's not quick enough but is he similar enough to Conor Grant to, to slot in there? Potentially similar enough. Can he can he read a game? Can he does he know where to be? Does he know when he when to take a risk and bomb on a bit and when to just hold his all those sort of things. You know, sometimes the first few yards are in your head and if, if he can read a game and, and your movement's good, you might not necessarily need lightning pace. He could get away with it. He, he, he might not be for him. I don't know, but when when we're short as we are with, with the injury news about Conor Grant um, that came out before the Newcastle game, it, it might be it might be worth a go. Yeah. Chuck him in against Wrexham, see how he does. See, see if he enjoys it. But yeah, so I'd say that these, these are going to be short and snappy um, and we've spent 20 minutes talking about them, so this is, this is what we do. Um, Andy, I feel like I'm stitching you up here, but yeah. Johnny Bailey says we have now failed two seasons in a row to get strength and depth up front and wing back. Unfortunate coincidence or glitch in the recruitment? Um, my my opinion is it's it's a glitch. I think we've got some sort of blind spot with centre forwards. Definitely um, left wing back. I don't know if it's far too specialised a position. Maybe I and mean, we're just really struggling to get the sort of players we want, which is why we've ended up putting a few sort of square pegs in round holes. But, yeah, um, I, I don't think a relationship with centre-forwards is as good as it can be. Um, we've Either we're, we're trying to look for the right player that isn't out there at the price we're willing to pay, and, and then we end up sort of getting someone in outside the window or, or deadline day, you get a Matt Taylor in or you get an Uche in. Um, and I think are we, are we, you know, is is perfect the enemy of of good? Do we need someone who's decent in there rather than someone who's like the perfect signing that ticks all the boxes? Because you know, in the end, we we've um, well, we've ended up deadline day with Ryan Loft and Uche, and are they gonna really? Are they really going to cut it a League One when we could have maybe got someone in while while the transfer window was open? I don't, I don't know the answer to that one, but it does seem as though for for such a long time that we've never quite got it right, and and for whatever reason that is, it's it's I don't know. And 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 when you get to a situation where we'd rather play midfielders out of position than play the strikers, we have on the bench um, then maybe we've been conditioned to the workaround rather than 
actually playing centre forwards in the side. It's yeah, I don't know. I I think it's not. It's probably just a. I'd, I'd be tempted to say it's maybe not so much a blind spot, but just just a thing that that Flitcroft has. He, he doesn't like the idea of spending. Um, you know, obviously, your centre forwards, so you have to pay a premium for them, and, and maybe just doesn't like the idea of spending money on spending top dollar on on, on centre forwards, and he, and he he can see a, a way around that as sort of trying to moneyball it and and um getting around it. Fair enough, Tom. Anything to add? I think there's. I, I get obviously that the, the the blame kind of lies with Flickcroft with him being in the position he is. The only thing that's kind of keeping me kind of second guessing on it is when he was a manager, he had an eye for a good forward. Well, did he have an eye for a good forward, or did he just want the? Did he? Well, did, he well, did, have... did he bury stock? Did he stockpile? Essentially, but they were all decent for you know. We had, I think, yeah, what was it Popey, um, Fawn, yeah, Leon Clark, Leon Clark. Do you know what I mean? It's, it seems as a manager, he had decent forwards, so I, I, I don't know. And obviously, Crosby said multiple times he has the final say over transfers. Are we being are we being too picky? Are we maybe not financially putting ourselves in a good enough position to sign these players? Um, I think Flick Ross spoke about the demands of a few strikers this time around, and and it's dead easy to sit here and say, oh, well, you've got to pay the going rate," but it doesn't also mean you're allowed to be held to ransom. And just you have to pay whatever the striker wants. Um, for me, we've we've probably got two two out of four right, but they also wouldn't be my one and two. Um, for me, I think James Wilson and Josh Thomas are right, but they would probably fall as my. If I had a choice, my, my my three and four striker, I would want yeah. two two others who um, who've who've got maybe ten because we don't seem to have enough goals in us. Um, you, you want either you you definitely either want one that's going to get you fifteen twenty, or two that are going to get you ten. because uh, yeah. at the minute all four strikers, I don't see them making ten goals. You don't see me in ten. No, I don't see any of our strikers scoring ten goals. Fair. I mean, what we what where are we at now? Willow well, one, Josh yeah. Thomas one. Willow's two, isn't he? Didn't he, he got, get two back to back? He got Charlton away and didn't he score the next game? I thought it was a cup game though, wasn't it? Oh right, it could have been. Uh, was it? I might be wrong there, um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just it's just a frustration. Um, but like, and I'm not I'm not saying it lightly. Like we we haven't gone out and got a 15 goal a season strike because I know that they're, they're not that easy to come by. 
Um, but yeah, I don't see any of our strikers getting 10 goals. If you said to somebody in springtime that by October we'd be playing midfielders out of position up front and we'd be doing a lot of nice work but not actually being ruthless and finishing and taking the chances, you'd say, good Lord, you'd be saying like we've learned nothing, wouldn't you? You'd be you'd be wondering what the hell had gone on between then and now if you if if you told somebody back in spring that I think I think the main the, the main frustration for me is, is 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 that the strikers aren't necessarily missing chances. We aren't cutthroat enough when we get to the edge of the box. We're not playing that that one ball that gets you know, can you put Wilson through? We're not playing that ball. I think we we we're not missing chances, we're just not creative enough. Um, whether that's whoever's making the run or whoever's playing the ball. Um, I'll be honest, if we if we could shoot from outside the box, we should sort of have bloody we should have four or five on bloody four goals. Um and I think I'd get more frustrated if we were missing chances, but we're just not quite creating them, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I think it, it's a diff, it's a difficult one to answer, isn't it? And I think it follows on. Um, Craig Wesley said, considering goal scoring was a problem last season and we failed to address it, how do you feel that we've done in that area to date? So just out of 10, Pez, what would you say, strikers? Strikers, three. It's really let us down. We're not scoring goals. There's, I disagree with what we've just been said because I think we've created more than enough chances. The Burton game, we should have scored eight. But missed um, Portsmouth, we should have been three up by half time. Missed um, so for me, and I think we've had a great summer, by the way, recruitment wise. I think we've brought some real talented players in. The lofty injury doesn't help because we haven't really seen him yet. We don't know whether he's going to be the answer or not. Obviously, she's come in, and I was a bit shocked when Crosby said after the Newcastle game that Loft's closer to fitness than Uches. That did surprise me. Um, so for me, strikers alone, I think is a three, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Andy, would you go higher or lower? Um, I'd be tempted to stick. Um, I can't disagree with the three. Um, we get nothing for a pair in this game. Nothing for a pair. <laughs> nothing for a pair. Just to add to mind before you carry on, Andy, I actually think at this moment in time, because we haven't seen Loft and we haven't seen Uch and they're both out, we're actually weaker than we were last year because at least Alice would play you the majority of the games. Not every game, but majority. So at this moment, I think we're actually behind in the strike force. And obviously, Willow's out, who knows how long for. Thomas is obviously better than the loans we had last year by some way. But again, we haven't seen that much of them, to be honest. No, and that, that that's fair. And that's, that goes back to the pod that we spoke about previously was tactical choice at the weekend. And it's, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting one. Um, but Tom, where would you where would you go? Higher, lower or stick? I'd, I'd stick as well. I um, can't can't disagree with everything Bezzy said. Uh Obviously, the Wilson thing is is frustrating as hell, but it, it's one of them things. It, it, an injury is an injury at the end of the day. It is what it is. Um, I would I would agree that we've gone weaker. Um, I'm 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 struggling with Josh Thomas a little bit because I feel like we are not playing to him. Um, and I feel like we got we got a lot out of him in the first couple of games because I don't think there was an awful lot of um, 
how aware are they of what Josh Thomas brings? How aware are the opposition of what Josh Thomas brings? Um, we've kind of come off a run of playing teams at home who've sat really deep. So when they sit really deep, that kind of kills Josh Thomas's game of getting in behind. Um, and I feel like we've just we've, we've started playing up to his head. Well, that ain't gonna work. You might as well take it. it I, I described Josh Thomas the other day, and I think it was to you, Johnny, um, last week, uh, last weekend in the pub, and I said, Josh Thomas to me he almost feels like Christian Christian Montano. Like if he wins that first header, he's gonna have a balter. If he loses it, you might as well take him off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, couldn't, I, can't, I can't. I can't go any higher. Um, but I don't want to seem like it's all doom and gloom, and go any lower. Um, because, like you said, we don't really. I, I saw Lofty, and I think was it the Johnson's paint game. Yeah. And and he he, he a massive part of the goal. He brought it down and he, he switched it, and then we scored. Was it Garrity? I think against Crew one. Yeah, it was Garrity. Yeah. Um, and then Uchi, look, I battered him the other week, but I, I'm not going to just keep hammering him. If he can come and give us something, then brill. But I can't also say it's a great signing, it's a bad signing until he's played a game. Yeah, and, and that's fair. And I think I think we're, 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 there's going to be people that might look to go back to previous pods we've done and go, oh, when this player signed, you said this. But we're talking about the season as it is, 16 games in all competitions in now. So, opinions yeah, will... I think, I think you're right now, because I'll be honest, Uchi doesn't start before James Wilson, for me. But James yeah. Wilson now is potentially out for the rest, you know, for three months. Yeah. Well, he might it, never play yeah. for Vale again. Yeah, and that's it. he's got contract till January, so... Yeah, so, so all of a sudden, Uchi is now probably second-choice striker. I'd be tempted to say first choice. Would you? Would you start with him over over Thomas or Loft? I think so. I think I. For me, I think I, I think I was probably putting Thomas top there. Um, but again, it depends on the game. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think there's nothing saying that both two of the three can't start either. Um, and that's that that's leads me nicely on to the next question from Craig that says, "We've insisted on playing this three four two one formation." even when at times we don't seem to have the correct players. Should we not choose a formation that fits the players available rather than square pegs, leaving us less effective? So, Tom, where are you sat with that? I think we've... I feel like we've kind of signed to that formation. Like, the players we've signed, we seem to have uh, kind of bulk signed attacking midfielders and centre mids. Um, they're certainly the one that in this system probably end up working the hardest. Um, The one thing for me is the unwillingness to change formation. And I'm not talking in in like every game or anything like that. I'm not asking for 4-4-2, one week, 4-3-3, the next 3-5-2. I'm just... Sometimes football throws up a little bit of a shit situation. Last week at Portsmouth, but we seem to be so stuck with the formation that we're not willing to change out to potentially make us stronger. 
So we literally had was it five defenders? Was it five defenders? Six defenders last week? Yeah. And we start and we started five of them in the game. Yeah. Whereas I think we we said on the pod before the game, like all three of us agreed we'd have gone four at the back. Yeah. Now I don't know whether Crosby doesn't want to go four at the back because he doesn't think we're good enough defensively. Um, or what the reasons are behind that, but I just I'd like I think was it Clark's first year when he first came in and we kind of mid game we changed formation. Mm. Yeah, it's what well, thing he ended up. Uh, Dan Jones ended up right back, didn't he? Yeah, one, and, well, well he, he, he nailed it on the head because he said, "Well, if I played a right back at left back, nobody's asked. But when you play yeah. a left back at right back, everyone volleys off and doesn't can't understand it." Um, but I just think there's there's so many times when I'm thinking to myself, you know, they've got one up front. Do we need three centre halves? Could we maybe, you know, have Mitch one side, Connor Grant the other, Kofi and Smith. You know, Kofi Mark, Smithy sweep, and let's push on a little bit more. Let's get another striker on the pitch. Um, but there just seems a little bit of unwillingness to to do that at the minute. It's fair. Bez, anything to add? No, you all know I love two strikers on the pitch. I think that's where teams are going to cause more problems when you've got two men up there. However, we've rarely had two strikers available, so can't really put two strikers on the pitch, can we? No, no, that's, that's true. Andy, anything to add to that bit? Um, I not... think you've always got to be pragmatic with whatever formation you play. You know, you've got to play whatever gets the best out of your players. You put players into a system, you don't put a system into players. Um, whatever we whatever we do, it generally is with the back three, you know. So whatever how we change it with the front three, front two, there's always there's always a back three, and that seems to be a massive constant. Um, but generally, I'm happy to change it up, keep the opposition guessing, do something different. Um, don't be predictable. It's one of the worst things it can be. I think is is, is predictable and 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 easy to to play against. I think that was my that was that was something that I was trying to reiterate and get across. There was we we literally we turn up every week and we say right, who? It's not a we don't ever look at the team and say what formation is this. We look at the team and we say well who's playing like right centre back? Yeah, because we, we have the, this is how we play and it, and like Andy said it's very predictable. And and the the opposition can almost uh, train and have a game plan for the formation and not the players, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, so it doesn't sense. matter who plays, but we're definitely going to play three, four, two, one. Do you think do you, for you for you? Do you think that's all of a bit of detriment then to us or? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's it's just it's easy to plan for, isn't it? Because there's, we haven't got another way of playing. Um, regardless of what we do on and off the ball, if if you can drill a team to that formation, then you, you're pretty much on onto a winner straight up, aren't you? But then all of a sudden, say next Saturday they're, they're well drilled they've had two weeks 
playing against the team we're playing three four two one and then all of a sudden you turn up and say say their manager's sitting there and he's saying well who's playing right center back here who's sitting in there but all of a sudden we're playing four three three it throws them off a little bit then it throws the game plan off completely um i just think it was a little bit easy to guess Fair, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's fair. I don't think there's anything that's that, that's too overly harsh in in any of that. Um, so James Wilson, not the James Wilson, obviously, um, has tweeted and said, "Season review from me. We are only slightly better than the second half of last season, and the no striker debacle continues. Agree or disagree, Andy?" Miserable frigger. Um, disagree. I think I think we're we're a much better football inside. Um, particularly, yeah, we've strengthened the midfield massively. I think we've got. Um, you look at the tail end of last season when we were we were getting bullied a little bit defensively. We had Donnelly in in there at the left side of the three. Um, I think we're we're much better than than where we were uh, last season, but. It's just, um, and without sounding like I'm repeating myself again, it's just the final third, isn't it? But the rest of it, I'm, I think we've we've evolved. Um, we, we've had a clear out. A lot of the players we, we had last season were still players who we'd signed when we were in League Two. We've um, moved them on. We've we've signed better. Um, I, I don't think we'd. I, I, I disagree. Bez? Nothing to add to what Andy said. Totally disagree. The only thing you can sort of argue is the striker situation is no better, and we've covered that just, so I won't go over it again. But no, totally disagree. We play a lot better football than we did last year. For me, there's only two games this year where we deserve lose, and that was Bristol Rovers and Barnsley. I don't yeah. think we've deserved to lose any of the other games. Bolton, for me, would deserve somewhat from it. Portsmouth, we should have been out of sight by half-time, and I know just playing well doesn't win your games. You've got score. And that's where we're lacking. So I agree with the striker bit, but maybe that'll change when Uchin Lofty are fit. Who knows? For the rest of it, no, we're a much better side than last season. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I think the first quarter third of this season has been loads better than the back end of last season, even with the last last few results not being what any of us would have really wanted. So yeah. I think I think there's a fine line as well between how we finished last season to becoming a mid-table team yeah so we're a we've got much better players but it unless you're talking successful failure there's no there's no in between as a kind of thing do you know what i mean like nobody's particularly happy about finishing 12th but if you finished 19th the season before finishing 12th is obviously an achievement um, but until you're a really good side, you probably don't notice it, but you don't just become a really good side overnight. No, you don't. So, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be interesting. And that, Tom, it's like you've read these questions. That leads on nicely. Where should we realistically aim to finish? So Bloody PBF- 12. <laughs> PBFC Chambo says, where do we realistically aim to finish? Where are you hopeful we could finish? And what's worst case scenario? So he says, 12th realistic, 5th hopeful, and 17th worst case for him. 
I'm, so, I, 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 oh, it's hard to disagree with them positions. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, I think, I'll be honest. I think ho- hopeful would probably be nick that last playoff spot. <laughs> I think fifth kind of insinuates that we've uh, we've been in and around it for a period of time. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe twelfth where I think we'll finish sixth, hopeful. And worst case scenario potential is that that one one above the relegation zone, isn't it? It's a bit it's a bit squeaky arse time then. Yeah, and if we finish that, it's been a a bad season for me. Yeah, with the players at our disposal, yeah. Yeah. I I I'll be honest. If we finish there, I expect us to have had a managerial change. Yes, so do I. And that's not heaping pressure on Crosby. But oh, God, no, no. But with the players we've got, we shouldn't be finished there. And we're yeah. not there, so it's not heaping pressure on him. But, yeah, if something did happen where we were fighting relegation, then, yeah, something's gone wrong and someone's head's rolling. Sorry if anybody heard my lady sneeze then. Oh, was that what it was? I thought it was a yeah. mouse. Someone, someone thought they stood, stood on the dog, didn't they? <laughs> Dog's in the bin. I'll be honest, I didn't, I didn't have a clue what it was. I wouldn't have gone for a sneeze. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have gone for a sneeze with that. Yeah, it's, it's outrageous, honestly. Yeah. yeah you're telling that. me shut up now. <laughs> you can say that again. That was outrageous. <laughs> Even Johnny says it's outrageous. I'm talking and I'm still on bloody market. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. So, Bez, are we really expecting a top 16 with a 20 goal striker whilst only getting five to 7k home fans? No. <laughs> but there is ways of doing it, isn't there? If you get your recruitment right, if you can nab players, it could happen. But yeah, we do need to find ways to get attendances up. And let's be honest, they are up. They're up from where they've been. We, in Carol's interview again with Baggers, have a read. We're getting more families in now with the attendances creeping up. We need to find ways to keep increasing it. So bring a mate along with you. Why should you suffer alone on a Saturday? Let them suffer with you. Yeah. Andy, do you think it's solely down to attendance? Or do you think there is difference? Because we've had, we had, we've had Mark Richards before that was arguably a, scored you 15 league goals season for a few seasons in a row and on smaller attendances. Yeah, I mean, our attendances are yeah, decent at this level. You know, the, 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 as good as half the league, unless someone's going to throw a stat at me that they aren't. But, you know, you're getting something like around 7, 8K on a Saturday, um, on a Saturday home game. There, there's, there are a lot of teams, about half from about midway, mid-table down to the bottom. You know, there's, there's a lot of teams where there won't be much budget-wise, between, say, Cheltenham in 24th and whoever's 12th in mid-table. So if if other sides can choose to allocate whatever much of their budget on a striker and, and we don't, I think, I, think, I think it's choices more than simply not being able to afford it. I, I do think there's, there's an element of choice in it. And, you know... The, Burton score goals. I know it was an own goal yesterday, but they they've got forwards that they find from from nowhere, and they always seem to find someone who's a handful. And we seem to really struggle in that position. So I, I really don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's the tendencies that that that, are, that is a factor there. 
You look think, at crew, they're joint top goal scorers in the league below, aren't they? And let's be honest, we all know they pay peanuts. Well, yeah, and but let's we played them twice this season and they haven't looked like scoring a goal. So <laughs> I was gonna say, can we not mention crew? Because I came on this pod and said they do rubbish up front and then they went top goal scorers in the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, do we how that, do we do we have a figure on how much we've made from the League Cup? Um no, not but about fifty K. Are we talking Overall. Say if we if say if we beat Mansfield, yeah. Realistically, should should the pressure be on that some of that money has to be reinvested in January? I think if we beat Burton as well, yeah. yes. Mansfield alone, I don't think it does because they they could turn around and argue and go, well, we've done that. We've brought we brought Uchen. Yeah. I think, I think, yeah, because I mean, even price, if you touch 100k, that's still only 12 grand, two grand a week, isn't it? It's... Price money's not much, is it? Gate money won't have been much for the three home games. No, so exactly. We so we wouldn't have made a lot for the League Cup. Do we get, do we get half of the, do we get half of the, is it half? I think FA Cup, you get 40, 40 and 20 goes to the FA. I don't know what the League Cup is, but it'll be somewhat similar, I'd have thought. Because obviously the because I, I I'll be honest I'll be because I think if Mansfield they, they're getting pretty decent attendances at the minute because obviously they're playing quite well I can see a decent I, I I'll be honest I'll be really annoyed if we don't sell out this game because yes all right it's a Tuesday night but it's fifteen quid and it's for a potential place in the League Cup quarterfinal we we should be selling that out no matter. And it's an hour up the road. Yeah, um, yeah. I think there'll be plenty of people going to this one. It, I, I, I rang my dad earlier. I'll be honest, I'm going for him under the bus now, and uh, <laughs> and he said, "Oh no, I'm not that arsed about going." And I was really surprised because I, I thought, "Well, it's only take him ten minutes to get there." <laughs> he says, "Stop mentioning how fast he drives. He's giving me in trouble <laughs> with the police." <laughs> um. But yeah, it just it, it, for me that literally looking at the looking at the next few, that's our biggest game. It is with that's, what you know the potential prize at the end of it is. I mean, I I, I said to Crosby at the, the meet the manager night, and I will stand by it. I'd rather him rest players against Cheltenham and play a full strength side on the Tuesday night because we can recover from. You know, losing the league, even if we lose to Cheltenham, even if that's their first win of the season, we can recover from that. We can't, you can't recover from a, a cup defeat. Do you know what I mean? You can't get back in the cup. Yeah. And for me, this is our biggest opportunity in a cup competition for years. Oh, it is. So we need to go then and we need to fucking battle and have the best, best side on. And let's be honest, it won't be an easy game. I know that the league below and some people look at that. That probably means the best football side league, league two to league one, that means bugger all. Exactly. They're the best side we've played in the League Cup yet. Yeah. And then I'd put probably Fleetwood next, and then, you know, Sutton next, and then uh, Crew. <laughs> I think we'll have to probably play a stronger team because we're away than we would have done if we'd been at home. I think you've got to play a stronger team because it's the round of 16, regardless whether you're home or away. It's the round of 16. There's a place in the quarterfinals for the first time in the club's history. Carol said many times that she wants, you know, she is fans talking about Everton in 96. She is fans talking about Tottenham in 88. She is fans talking about the promotion at Brighton. She wants 
create new memories. She doesn't want people always looking back. This is the opportunity. This is fans talking about reaching the quarterfinal of a major cup competition. If I had said that to an EU at the start of the season, that we're going to have the shot at being in the quarterfinal of a major cup competition, you'd ask me where I got my weed from. Yeah, and also, just, just so people know, that I don't not smoke weed. <laughs> I wonder when that was coming then. <laughs> but it's not actually me playing FIFA this week, if you can hear the whistle in the background. Turn the bloody volume down, Bez. I was going to say, he's on yeah. his referee's course, isn't he? <laughs> but yeah, there you go. So, um, next question. So... Go with go with go with you here, Bez. So you pause pause your feet for a minute. Um, that match. Yeah. Do you think some fans seem to have an agenda against Crosby and Flitcroft and have just been waiting for the first dip in form to start slating them? And that's from Jake PVFC. One hundred percent, yeah. There's some fans that aren't happy no matter what's going on. And the first thing it can be fucking hell, there was a blade of grass too long today. Let's get on at him. Flitcroft's in charge of the pitch. Yeah, there is. Let's be honest, we've had a bloody good summer. Is everything 100%? No. Will everything ever be 100% at Vale? No, we're not Man City. We're not, you know, one of the big boys in the Premier League. There's going to be tough spells. There's going to be thingy. Have we disagreed with stuff that Crosby's done? I.e. no striker at Portsmouth. Go back and listen to the podcast and you know I was fucking raging. So I'm not saying that they're doing everything right and they've got every decision right. But yeah, some fans just want to get on at them the first opportunity they get, which baffles me because this is your football club. Get behind them and support them. Andy, anything to add to that one? Um, Crosby's got a lot of credit in the bank. I think he's generally well liked. Flickroff, he's he's got a flank, he's got a fan club, hasn't he? I mean, since since he came in, he's um, he's probably rubbed a few people up the wrong way. Um, a few long-serving staff members have, have disappeared, shall we say, and I, th- I think one or two people aren't keen on him. And and as a result, we've got to a point where anything he does is viewed with suspicion. And, and the default thing is that he's up to. I don't, I don't know. How I'm going to word this. I've probably got myself down a cul-de-sac here, but the. The default thing is he's wrong and un, until otherwise proven right. So I think, yeah, some people have got it out of Flitcroft. Um, but, you know, he hasn't got everything right either. Um, may, maybe there is an element of some people are waiting waiting for um, things to go a bit wrong. Um, but I don't think it's a lot of people. And, and I think people who, some people... You see that you see the same people commenting on social media and, and the forums, and you think that sometimes when you think they're going to fly off and, and be negative, they they've been quite level headed, um, and they've been quite um, reasonable in some of the criticism. So it isn't always everyone you think. It's I, I don't know, um, but you know we, we're we're probably not as good as we were when we were on the good run, and we're not as bad as we are now when things are going a bit wrong you know things have just sort of evened themselves out over the course of the season so far haven't we and sort of where where we are now and was it 10th 12th is probably about right yeah and that, i think that's more than fair tom pretty easy one for you now um if you had to just just just, the... just sorry just before you ask me just on on that one uh can i just uh, it's the easiest thing in the world to say that a manager's shit because eventually 
you're probably talking nine out of ten managers end up getting sacked at some point. And it seems to be the biggest big dick competition to say, oh, I told you so, on that. Because there's very few managers who end up retiring or leaving a club because they've done all they can do, etc., or going to another club. Um, but but like Andy said, I think Crosby's got enough credit in the bank for me at the minute. That's fair. Um, so go on then, Tom. If you had to take one player from the teams that we've played so far this season to walk into the Vale starting eleven, who would it be? Colby Bishop. Best. Do you know, I was thinking Mark Addis until, uh, until Tom said Colby Bishop, but yeah, one of them two. Andy? Sorry, can or, you repeat the question? I was distracted for a second. So if you, had to, if you had to take one player from the team that we've, a team we've played so far this season, who would it be? Uh, yeah, Bishop or Devante Cole? I have got a non-striker. Yeah, I forgot about Devante well. Cole, though. The non-striker answer is that Greg Lee, the fullback at Oxford. Oh yeah, he was good. Has he already got sent off? Yes. Yeah. Well, not really selling him to me, I'll be honest. Scored <laughs> five goals from left back so far this season. Got one. He got one against us, didn't he? Oh yeah, he got a goal yeah. against us. That's more than all our strikers put together. Dion Charles was was good as well. I'd, I'd happily take him off anyone's hands. Uh, Dempsey. Was who was the Bolton. other lad who played up front for Bolton? Ndulu. Yeah, him. He was a handful as well. My mate reckon... I've got a mate who's a Bolton fan who reckons he's a massive dollop and he, he doesn't rate him at all. Right, I, I genuinely thought he did all the dirty work for, for Charles. Yeah, and I thought so just, as well. Just, I thought he, was... he kind of just sat there and said, like, you, you volley me about and I'll I'll feed Charles through. And he can have all the glory of it. That was how I saw him anyway. I, I, I don't disagree with that. I thought he was a massive handful all afternoon. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just thinking he was. That, Dan and Dulu, he was on loan at Cheltenham first half of last season. And he was quality then. I'm just thinking anyone else, any midfielders that we've come up against. There was a lad at Oxford in midfield, wasn't there? The one that had been at Barcelona and Arsenal. Number 18, was he? He was at yeah, he got, he got man of the match, didn't he? And he got taken he off. That's it. He was very good as well, wasn't he? He was at winger, winger at Charlton. Cordy yeah. Taylor Blackett. Yeah. Yeah, he was also thinking, um, Reading had a left wing back that was really good, I thought. And and the transfer listed him after we beat him. I can't think who that one was. Oh, I, can't, I can't remember that game. It's been bloody ages since then. <laughs> Um, Let me that, just look up the... That was the first home game of the season, wasn't it? That yeah. table's black, it says, brothers, uh, Bale's fitness coach, isn't Guinness, Guinness Walker, he was called. I'm having anyone surname. who's called Guinness. Apparently, he's, he's related to Sir Alec Guinness. He's some sort of very distant relation. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Unless, I'm not... oh, Jesus Christ. Educators, Andy, come on. Um, he he yeah, played. Well, he said, Sir Alec, I thought no, he ain't related to Fergie. I thought he was the bloke who came up with Guinness. If I was honest, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Ah, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Never watched that actor. You didn't watch Star Wars? Nah. The Lady Killers. Um, right. What, what else he's been in? He was in a lot of healing comedies before he did Star Wars. Very famous actor. Oh. Knight, Knight of the Realm. 
But then again, he might not be. He might have just been someone editing Wikipedia and having having a laugh at my expense. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be tickling themselves now, aren't they? The foolish yeah. boys. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> Look at him on a podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I thought he was decent. I thought he was one of their better players. And and uh, in in the fallout after losing to teams like Port Vale, Reading transfer listed Andy Carroll and a couple of others and he was one of them so I I thought he was very good yeah fair enough fair enough what about fair. you Johnny who I yeah. take anyone yeah. that we've missed Paddy Lane really would Paddy Lane I thought he was brilliant I think he'd slot into one of them number 10 10 positions brilliantly seeing as you lot have brought in 16 strikers yeah so Fair. we're changing yeah. formation though we are we're not being very being as predictable and playing the same formation. playing six up front and one in midfield yeah. we are that's yeah <laughs> well if we're playing one in up midfield then all blaster gets that one doesn't he so yeah that's the thought again ollie over funds <sighs> don't let's let's not go <laughs> did the Beatles sing a song about paddy lane andy not quite, no, but... His sister Penny. Ah, uh, that's who it was. I knew it was oh, just late. Surprised. I'm surprised we never heard that. I'm surprised Portsmouth fans hadn't worked something out for that, but... I thought his clever as us with his name was Deborah, Deborah, the black and white suity jit, suity jit. And then he got sent off and that, that went out the window, didn't it? Oh, Do I want to blow my own head off here. <laughs> then he scored. Then he scored and he's uh, yeah. back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, but but back to the proper stuff. John asked, with Bookies having us to finish now 14th, 15th, which was previously 20th, and with the budget compared to the other top 12 clubs, are we realistically capable of a top 10 finish this season? Tom, yes or no? Can we do top 10? Uh, yeah. I can't see any reason why not. There's, Fair uh, there's uh, no, no season ever has ever finished. With the top 10 teams being the top 10 teams with the biggest budget. No, that's fair. fair. So, uh, next time you ask a question and say yes or no, John, you just explain to Tom what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, yes, we can. Andy? Not saying we will, but we can. Yeah, I was going to say no, the same thing. <laughs> 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 We absolutely can. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Bob Hughes. So you don't want to elaborate, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> here you go, Bez, I'm starting with you here. Bob Hughes has asked the question, if you had to choose either the Yak or Connor Hall, who would you go with? Truthfully, Connor Hall. Oh, okay. That's, that, that's a big one. Tom, Yak or Connor Hall? I don't know if you can see my reaction to that then. Um, the Yak, for me, I think he's a better footballer. Um, and I think he reads it a little bit better. Uh, but we are still only 11 games in, so yeah. there's, room, there's room for that to change. <laughs> well, we're not going to see him until Christmas, so it's all right. Can't, 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 can't do anything wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, let, let's let's see it's one all at the minute between the Yak and, and Connor All. Where are you going? 
I'd go with the Yak as well. I think Yak's a, a, a step up. I think he's a League One player. Connor will never quite settled into League One, never quite established himself there. Uh, the Yak looks um, more than comfortable there, so I'm going to go with him. Fair enough. There's Yak voted three to one there, mate. Fair enough. I think Connor so. is better to look at. That's the whimmy. <laughs> we didn't, that wasn't the question, was it? No, I, I would. I, I, I don't know. I just think Connor. Will... Shagging him. <laughs> you wish you were. I, I just think Connor. All will... see. I think Connor all actually was a better footballer than people give him credit for. I think he just wasn't settled when we were in League One and we didn't see the best of him. Fair enough. Although obviously Colchester aren't setting the world light, conceded five with him in the side yesterday, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, he had to open and confront the fans at the end. Yeah, I'd like to see Connor all play in this side rather than the side that was playing last yes. season, to be fair. Because I think that I think was, we don't have the same that, yeah. weaknesses that we have this time last year. I think we're we we we're not pressing teams higher as, as high up the pitch. We're we're not getting done in transition as much. And I think that's where Connor Hall was made to look bad. But I will say I don't think there's much between them at all. I think it's real close run. I'm not saying Connor's miles ahead by any stretch. I think it's pretty fair. Well, there's that referee's wrestle again. <laughs> I'm just practicing. As my match. I was going to say you're practicing blowing them, but then I realised how that sounds. As my match got called off early, I'm just practicing my whistle work. How many more games have you got to play before you get one of those foot things? What do you call them? I'd... I've had a few. Oh, have you? Yeah. Got any good players in it? Yeah. I've got Callum Wilson, the um, trailblazer. I bet, Johnny, you've got him now. Yeah, that, I, I did that earlier. Yeah, and I did that one earlier. Fucking oh, hell, it's kicking off in your game, isn't it? Just good. 5 1. Fuck's sake. Wales have just beat Croatia. Have they? 2 1, yeah. That's a big result for them because they've been pretty shit since Bale's retired, haven't they? Is it uh, Harry Wilson scored both, I think? Uh, decent player. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, first one was a balter. Little little lob over the goalkeeper. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, next question then. We'll move on from the Yak versus Connor. Um, Morton Matheson. I'm sorry if I butchered your name there. Um, he's asked, given what Flickcroft has said about signing strikers... Do you think that that's going to be the next focus area, a bit like we did with Ripley this season? So, Tom, what do you think? Do you think we're going to go, we, we'll, we'll have Ripley for another 12 months. Most of the signings that we made are on two-year deals. Do you think we go next window, shit or bust on a, on a big striker? Uh, part of me kind of expects it in January. Right. Um, I think we need to, if we're not re-signing Willow, which I don't think we will do, part of me thinks we need to bring in a first-choice striker because I, I think we could all agree we haven't got one at the minute. Yeah. Um. So, that yeah, that would be my area to address. Um, but I, it, it's, it's every single position... A necessity, isn't it? And I think um, we need to work out a plan on how we're going to move forward with it. Um, 
because what I don't want to do is sign a brilliant striker, but then neglect centre-halves and not sign anybody. Fair enough. Um, but like you said, most, pe- most people are on two-year deals at the minute, so we're going to get the the bulk of the squad together for another year, I'd imagine. Yeah, where where do you where do you lie, Andy? Is it is it shit or bust on striker next season, or or do you think there'll be improvements everywhere? Uh, there'll be there'll be improvements everywhere, but I think we just need to be sensible and balanced in a recruitment and tipping the tipping the scales heavily towards a striker makes no sense, and tipping it the other way away from a striker makes no sense either. So we just need to be normal and, and, and balanced in, in, in what we do. January might not be a great time to get any sort of value for a striker in the transfer market unless you can um, raid a club who's in a bit of financial trouble maybe. I, I don't know. But uh, we'll just have to see how how that goes. I mean, I can't remember if I said it on another pod earlier, but I remember when um, you did the Flitcroft interview, one of the things he said about the position of goalkeeper is that they'd crunched the numbers, they looked at the XG and they decided, or was it XGA, XG, whatever the stat was, expected goals against, is, is that we conceded um, far more goals than we should have done and we conceded a lot of the shots on target ended up being goals. Um, I don't know if there's any sort of numbers we can crunch for sort of the situations we get into and how, how few of them end up with goals at the other end of the pitch. And maybe that is sort of, there's, there's data there that informs that decision about whether we go out and sign a striker or not, or get recruit some real quality. But I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure what, what we can get in January, but we'll just have to see what how things pan out, how things work with... Um, Loft and Anucci once they're they're match fit and ready to go. Fair enough. Um, Bez, anything to add to that? No, I think we've covered it. But yeah, I'm shit or bust the wrong way to describe because that sounds like you're chucking everything at it. I think we'll be very balanced in what we do and sort of make sure it's right for the whole squad. But yeah, I expect us to go maybe spend a bit more money on a main focal striker. Fair enough. Um, one one for the pod as a whole. Um, so, Bear, sticking with you. Dave wants to know, are, are we looking at getting the pod onto YouTube at some point in the future? Or are we concerned that the site of Steve might scare away half the viewers? He says, seriously, liked watching the other team's pod on YouTube. So, might be another avenue to explore. Don't know how much they'd enjoy watching Tommy Tinero Bubbles, Bear's playing FIFA, um, and Andy <laughs> sat there with his notepad. But... And to be fair, you never come on camera, so I was that game week. Well, I never come on camera because I play FIFA. I don't, I don't think anyone wants to see you. I saw you in the Bolton pod and you were on camera there and you were just sort of looking away and just looking uh, at your telly, playing, you know, got your joypad and, you know. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the Bolton one, I was playing FIFA, so that's that's what it looked like. I was on I was on another one and I had to go upstairs on the computer for that and I was playing football manager, so I wasn't looking then either. Um. So, yeah, I always have to be doing something. Yeah, I, I don't know if it'd work for us, you know. Yeah, I've got a face. And I'm thinking more technology-wise, you know. Of John oh, I was thinking because we're visually awkward, I'll be honest. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> but Johnny has to put the podcast up. How we get on YouTube, I haven't got a clue how you do that. 
Yeah, I'm not clear either. So, yeah. So, so Dave, your answer so, is so no. <laughs> yeah. well, but, I reckon but, I could do it technically. Yeah, just means we'll videoing. One. We might need to pay money for a for one of those proper podcast providers. No, no, Skype provides the video. I have to I have to convert the video into just audio. So Skype provides the video. So it would be all right. It's just where we'd host it. I I mean, yeah, my, my problem is I'm always looking at my notes and um I'm not really looking at a camera and, and whenever I see myself back on video, I'm I'm just thinking, Oh god, I'm a really that grey. And and the answer is yeah, I am. <laughs> I tell you what we'll do, Dave. Send Johnny a message. We'll get signed photos of us all for you, and you can look at them while you're listening to us. <laughs> there you go, Dave. You Good get God. And if that, poor Dave. If that doesn't put you off the idea of sticking these mugs on YouTube, nothing will. If the pod gets sponsored by Just For Men, I might do it. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, Peter Gibbs has asked about the strikers, and I think we've covered that. Um, but he says, serious question, and it's probably a hard one, but do you think there's a chance we get goals out of the ones that we've got? Nope. Depends how many you describe as goals. We'll get some goals. Will we get enough? Who knows? They well, usually some... get 15. I'd expect, us to get, I'd expect us to get 20 goals out of the strikers we've got. Combined. Between, between the four of them, yeah. yeah. If Loft can get, get the ball sticking into him and, and, and playing in the number 10s and you know just if if it's all about I, I don't know if if we play against a team that plays a low block then yeah we're going to struggle to get in behind and get get pace in whereas um if if we play with a target man and and, and teams start trying to hold the defensive line a bit higher up the pitch then there's a possibility that your target man can can hold the ball up and just lay off little balls for the number tens and players like Josh Thomas who can run in behind with his pace. So possibly that that that's a dimension to the game that we, we could see happening a bit more once Uchi and, and Loft are, are fit, maybe. I mean, we were told, weren't we, when Thomas come in, he's a natural finisher, a natural goal scorer, and we haven't really had him on the pitch enough to see it yet. So he could be. The sun finishes. Yeah, but I just we haven't seen that much of him constantly, have we? Whereas if we get him on the pitch more, who knows? He might be the fox in the box that'll get you 15 goals on his own. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, he just seems to like lose a lot. Of... Sorry. Um, no, just very quickly. He just seems to lose a lot of momentum when he went away with Wales and then came back and he was ill and then he was out of the reckoning for a bit. And yeah, it maybe he's just not really be, been used since the international break and and to have him you know even, even if he's coming off the bench as a as an impact sub when the game stretched i mean look what he did at the end of charlton away won as the game stuff yeah. like that so next question comes in from dicko um and Dicko's asking, is recruitment as good as we first thought, or, or would would you go slightly less now? So Bez, obviously, we spoke about it early, once the window had closed. Does your opinion on the recruitment change any, knowing what you know now? Knowing what I know now, I think you'd have to say yes, because I think goalie, we said, was fantastic a stick with that. Defence would strengthen a stick with that. Midfield strengthened a stick with that. 
the strikers we thought were no worse, and we've already covered that. So, yeah, I think overall your take's not quite as good. However, I still think it was very good. The only area that's really... Oh, and wing-backs, we did pick up at the time that we thought the wing-back area was a bit suspect. Now with Grant's injury, and who knows what the extent of that's going to be when he comes out, we're very light at wing-back. And, yeah, you'd look at striker and wing-back and say they're the two areas where could have done better. Fair enough. And look at that. The whistle, the whistle went just as you'd finished speaking. Yeah, Tom, do you agree? Or yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say um, I'm pretty happy on a whole of recruitment. Um, there isn't really many people who I think we bought in. And I thought bloody hell, they're shit. Um. But like Bess said, it's it's, it's the, the 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 striker is the nagging issue in the and the full back the wing back position. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty happy with recruitment. Fair enough. And on on the on the squad, Andy, um, who's impressed you the most out of the new new players, and who's the one that you've been least impressed with? Um, I mean, everyone's. Favorite new players are Blaster, isn't it? Because he's just that bloody good. Um, yeah, he's. We've said it before. It's scary what what he could go on and achieve in his career, if um, if if he, you know, if he properly makes the most of his potential. Um, least impressed. That's a tough one, isn't it? Um, let me think. I'm just going. I mean, Grant's. I don't want to sort of have a go at him because of his injuries, um, but he he hasn't really looked fit since he's been here. So I don't know if he was maybe it's just an aggravation of something that he never quite resolved from from last season when he was out for such a long time at Plymouth. Um, who else have we signed? Who else could have possibly? Um, throw under a bus <laughs> I don't know um, I think generally I mean it's a very high hit rate of, of success to, to failure in, the, in this window I think we've done a, a fairly decent job uh, overall I'm just trying to think who's maybe not been as, as great a sign in I'm just just going through um, anyone, anyone got any suggestions? Because I can't think of anyone who's. Who... I would probably say that Alfie Divine maybe hasn't quite lived up to hype yet. Yeah, yeah I'm not um, I, I don't know if we're just not quite getting the best out of him in, in yeah. how we set up, though. I don't think yeah, it helps with the striker situation that. as well. Um, uh, I would have probably said Jason Lowe before last weekend as well. But I thought yeah. he was bloody outstanding last weekend, so there's obviously something in there for him. See, I, the one I'm surprised that none of you have said was Tom Sang, and I know that I've forgotten um, to be fair. He's played in; he hasn't played in his position, shall we say? But I was surprised that his name didn't get brought up. But I was with you, Andy. I think Grant is the one that impressed me when he signed. I thought, oof. This 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 is a good signing. This is he's got he's got ability with the ball at his feet. And I just 
I don't remember a time. And this this could also be the fact that, as we discussed, have we had the right striker on? But I don't remember a time where he's delivered a ball into the box and you've thought, shit, that's that, that that's it. That's the ball. That's that's the sort of ball we expect from from our wing backs. So, right. Um, mouthful of a question. Here we go from Steve. What in a manager inspires faith from a fan base? Crosby has a higher win ratio than Clark, yet appears to be afforded much less patience. Managers like Adams and Clark are still missed now, despite having a terrible form at the end of the tenure. So, do you think it's just promotion that is is enough for a manager, or what could what could Crosby do that that would make people go into next season and go, he's the man for me? I would probably say it 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 comes across previous record. I think there's there's something about people seem to trust managers who've been in other jobs and done things elsewhere more than they do new managers. If that makes sense, like yeah. w- without giving them chance to get to that level, we just automatically assume ah oh, well he hasn't had a job before so he's gonna be shit. Uh. Which is obviously uh, disappointing. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Tom. And I think some people just saw Crosby as the cheap option because he was in the club. And for that reason, they don't give him the same sort of respect as they would a manager that's coming in with a record. And I think it's wrong. You've got look at what he's doing on the pitch. And yes, he's made mistakes. Yes, we've ranted and raved about some of the selections. But let's be honest, we're probably ahead of where we thought we'd be at this stage. So you've got to give him some credit for that. Yeah, I think I think we're, I think we're similar. And... Andy, is there, is there one thing Crosby could do for you that that would make you think next season that this is the man for me? I'm not saying that you don't think you're already. Uh, I'm I'm very happy with him. Um, he's just doing a job, a uh, good job. But, I mean, that's all it is. I, I don't want to go overboard. I'm not going to fall in love with a manager un- unless he's ridiculously sort of got some sort of huge... Personality, cult of personality, like a Ange Postacoglu or someone like that. I, I, I'm just quite happy for him to do a steady job, um, not be one of these, you know, personalities. Just, just do his job, go home, um, keep it ticking over. I'd much rather him just, just be effective than 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 try and try and win over fans. I. I'm I'm happy with him. Um, I, I, if if people have got, um, I, I don't know. Don't know, are people not happy, or are people just a bit sort of? Is he not maybe just some people haven't warmed to him, or I don't know. He, he got a bit of heat last week. I, I don't know. What, what, I think what, he got heat because of the selection, didn't he? We gave him heat because of the selection, but we weren't certainly calling for his head. Yeah, I think that I think that's the thing. I think like it does feel like he's got less room that than than others previously have, and I think that'll be it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one where 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 it goes. And I think he knows as much as everyone that the striker situation can't happen again. But we'll, we'll have to see. Um, Would you fall in love with him, Andy, if he took us into Europe next season? <laughs> Yeah, I think I could probably um, find a place in my heart for him if if that was the case. Um, Andy Crosby's European tour that that has a bit of a ring to it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe there's a he's he's buying into it, isn't it? It's, it's whether it's like if he's a personality like Mickey Adams or a Daryl Clark to an extent. Although I always found Daryl Clark was a bit more of a I don't know. You couldn't imagine him being your mate. You could imagine him being your colleague at work. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe Andy Crosby just doesn't quite connect with people in the same way. I don't. I don't know. But I, I've got. I've got an absolutely no problem with him. Fair enough. Um, Craig wants to know if the worst does happen in January and the blast has gone back. Andy, is he? Sang in the middle, or would you trust Walters till the end of the season? It's a big ask for um, for Walters at his age, and I think he could probably he could probably do okay in in, in a few games, but he might actually get found. Well, he, he might have a it might might be a very steep learning curve for him. I think Sang could do an okay job there. I, I wouldn't be worried about putting him into the defensive midfield for me. Um, I think you've got to be very careful with um, Reese Walters' development. Um, I think he's he's played well, but at the same time, I'm not going overboard about him, and he he's still got a bit to do to um, probably get where he needs to be. Yeah, Tom, would you be trusting Reese till the end of the season, or would nah, you I'd want? Be, I'd be putting Sangi in there myself. Um, but also on, on on the same, if you know, if Ollie went back, then I'd expect us to probably have a little, a little look into the market. Can we get somebody else in until the end of the season? You know, um, there's there's no room for standing still. Um, and if Ollie goes and and, and Sangi does come in, then we need somebody else in to to fill the void. Um, so for me, it would be it, it, it is. Worst case scenario for me because I still don't think we're going to get anyone as good as Ollie. Um, but you, you don't know until it happens, do you? I think if Ollie does go back, I think we've got to jig things around because I mean, he, he there won't be whoever comes in and replaces him probably won't be as all action as he is and probably be another. Sang will probably just sit in alongside Ojo and you'd probably have to get someone else um, and one of the number 10s to start making things happen um, on, on the pitch like our boss does. There's almost a, 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 a does, does Garrity drop back and Divine and Chislet then become your two number 10s? Yeah. There's, there's that a few would probably options, be my there? first if, if I'm honest um, and that's nothing against Sangi. Yeah. Um, but that's probably where the yeah, issue I think with that we've is got where a... the goals come from because Garrett is the only one getting goals at the moment. I, I'd well, like to see Garrity get a position and, and stick to it. I think whatever wherever we see him is his best position, we we stick him there and we keep him there. I don't think moving him up front, attacking midfield, defensive midfield does him any favours from one week to the next. And for me, number ten is his best position. Yeah, I think he's more than capable of playing deep. I just prefer him at number ten. No, I'm I'm with you. I think number ten is Garrett's best position, um, as as we've seen by the fact that that's where he scored his goals so far this season. Um, so yeah, num- number ten. On 
on the subject then of goal scorers, um, Rob Cooper wants to know who will finish Vale's top goal scorer this season. So, Bez, who would you say is going to finish top goal scorer? At the moment, you've got to go Garrity, haven't you? He's a good chunk ahead of the others. Um, what's he on five? Are we comp- calling all competitions in this? Yeah, we'll go, we'll go yeah, all competitions. Goal scorer comes on five, so I think he'll get a few more. I think it will be Garrity. I think Garrity's going to get close to the double figures mark this year. I'd expect him to get 10. Is anyone else going to get 10? Don't know. So, yeah, I'm going Garrity. Tom, who are you going? I, I don't think if Ben scored another goal all season, anyone will get near him. So, it'll be uh, Ben for me. Fair enough. Andy? It's hard to see anyone getting more than Ben Garrity unless, unless somebody goes absolutely daft uh, between now and the end of the season. Maybe, maybe Uchi proves Tom wrong. Um, goes um, knee-sliding um, Adebayor style to the Robbie Williams suite uh, <laughs> after every goal. Um, let's have a look now. Garrity's on four. Chislett's on three. He could potentially... Um, I didn't think of Chizzy, I'll be honest. Yeah, Thomas on two. Wilson on two. Ojo two. And then everyone else has one. Um don't know. Probably Garrity, isn't it? He, he, he should he should be looking for at least 10, getting to double figures. Um, we don't look like we've got a 20-goal season, 20-goal striker in us this season, so it's probably going to have to be somewhere looking around 12, 15 goals to, to get your top scorer this season. And I don't see anyone... No, I don't know. You never know. Somebody might explode. Fair enough. There we go. Um, I think we're down to the final five questions now. Um, yeah. Bez, I'm going to ask... Me. Knackered, eh? uh, one word answers, Tom. Well, Bez, yeah. I'm going to ask medic- medically-wise. Chislett, Grant, Clark, Yak, Loft, Harrison, and now Wilson have calf injuries this season. Coincidence or not? I don't know if I've got a medical qualification. <laughs> I don't know. It, it could be a massive coincidence. It could be something we're doing that genuinely. I don't know how to answer that because I don't know enough about it. It looks bad from the outside, doesn't it? From the outside, it looks as though, God, we're doing something wrong. Same injury over and over again. We're getting more injuries. We're told the medical department's a lot better than it was. And I think We've signed a few players off the back of that. I think Grant probably one of them, thinking that, oh, we can keep him fit. Willow coming back, we can keep him fit. It hasn't worked that way. It could be a massive coincidence. I don't know enough. And I, now I sound like a smart all saying that, but I'm just being genuine. I honestly don't know. Fair enough. Tom, Andy, anything to add to that? No, not Pitch for is me. too firm, isn't he's it? Pretty, uh, he's pretty bang on with that for me. Pitch is too firm. I like that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah this is not, it's draining too much water. I, I don't know, unless there's a specific thing in the warm-ups that isn't happening, I don't know what else it could be. Um, but then again, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a doctor. Fair enough. I, I think that's going to be the easiest question of the lot. Which of the lone players do you want to keep? Shall we go after three? So it all goes in unison. One, two, three. 
Almost it. Almost, yeah. Yeah, there we go. If I won, if I won the lottery, I'd blow. If one Euro Millions, I'd blow it all on him. Yeah, I definitely. Sorry. Get your mind out the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. All right, I'd spend. Oh, tickle myself there. I'm sorry. On our blast and, and just just keep him. Forever. Yeah, he could be do. like a basement job, like. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he could, he could do odd jobs. You know, he could clean <laughs> the clean kitchen. The <laughs> All of a sudden, Andy looks like a serial killer. Jeffrey like... <laughs> Tom has got nothing on I'm you. I'm just gonna keep him just to myself. <laughs> oh, question. Cow. Um, Paddy Scrag wants to know. We we covered obviously um, a couple couple of bits, so I'm going to go to his left last one. January, who who goes? You other side. Yeah. So go on, Bez. Who out, out for you? Out of the players that we've got at the minute, does anybody leave in January? Conlon, which I think we've already discussed. For me, Lewis Cass. I think Cassie goes drops down to League Two level. Um, is anyone going? We obviously know there's a chance at all Blaster going, but much as we don't want him to. Anybody else? I'm just thinking, is there any players that people are going to come in for and go, do you know what? Because I'm thinking who goes from the bottom of the squad so you can add more into the top of the squad. Is there any at all players that could be at risk of people coming in and signing them? Well, St. Ojo's at risk of that. But he's just signed a new two, three year contract. I mean, all of our players have got a price, let's be honest. If someone comes in for Nathan Smith with the right money, he goes. So all of our players have got a price. I'm just thinking, are any, at the moment, you think, God, we're in danger there. Could someone come in for plenty for the potential and sign him on potential? Don't know. Could someone come in with Walters and sign him on potential? Don't know. Um, If Garrity keeps scoring goals, then someone might be willing to take a punt on him. Yeah, they might. They might, and as you say, Ojo, I think, if he hadn't signed the contract, but I think I think someone would have to come on with three, 350 for Ojo, and it is age. Is someone going to pay that for him? Yeah, it's a lot of, lot of money for someone that is age, isn't it? Yeah. Chizzy, he's going to have to get fit and play a consistent run of games between now and then for someone to spend money on him. He's been in and out a bit too much for my liking for someone to come in and sign him. <laughs> and we haven't got a striker fit, so no one's going to sign any of them. Yeah, Andy's only just signed as well, so it takes. Yeah, Andy's only just signed. Yeah, like I say, it'd take another big bid. Tom, can you see any anyone not on that list going? And if no, I think I think it obvious is a common and cast, aren't they? Uh, potentially, maybe Dan Jones. Potentially, but uh, if I'm honest, common and cast would be the ones I'd be looking to move on. Yeah. If Massey isn't getting a regular start, does he? think about his future or does he just see out his contract? I think he just sees out his deal for me. Yeah. Is it the end of this season? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, I think he just sees it out. Fair enough. Um, let me just scroll through. There is a couple of questions that we're going to have to skip that we'll talk about another day. Um, Alfie Devine, think he'll cut it? With Port Vale. Tom? Absolutely. He will do. There's, uh, there's evidently a good player there. 
Um, but we, we we said earlier, didn't we? we it, there could be a couple of numerous, like a couple of reasons why it isn't quite working at the minute. Is it not? Is it the striker who is? You know, is he a little bit in front of people? Um, is he is he a slow starter? You know, I think there's a, there's a player there for me though. So yeah, I think over the season he'll prove his worth for the veil for me. Fair enough. I think that's fair. Um, Bez, anything to add? No, I think that's fair. I think sometimes when young lads are stepping up to men's football, it takes them longer than others to adjust. We saw Ali Arblaster adjusted straight away. I think Divine's just taking a little bit longer just to the physical side. However, you can see he's got the talent, he's got the technique, and maybe is a little bit ahead of other players brain-wise. And maybe that's let, not letting down, but maybe that's why he hasn't made as big an impact because... As I've said on here before, some of the runs he makes are unbelievable, but we're not finding him, and that's not on him. So, yeah. no, 100%. He's got the talent. He'll make it, and he'll make it out there. He'll have an impact. Fair enough. Andy, anything to add? Um, yeah, just hopefully in the break, we've maybe just analysed what hasn't quite clicked with him yet whether it's just we're not on his wavelength and he's not on ours, whether um, uh, there have been conversations with us and Spurs as to how things are going. And you just take the time to, to look at what could be done better and, and what, what what can improve, you know. And probably it's not a bad thing for him in, in terms of his development. That he's gone somewhere and he's had a bit of a struggle because it'll force him to think about what he's doing and, and how he needs to 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 put it right and and that's a that's a bit of a learning for him and it'll probably stand him in good stead in the long run um because you know that he'll have times in you know it, it could be in, in in a few years and in, in spurs he's first 11 where he's yeah he, he has a bit of a tough time with things and he can reflect back on his experience here and it, and it, it it's useful to him so um he's come for experience and he's got he's, he's getting experience of, of of maybe things not all going his own way and and it's not necessarily a bad thing that that's happening for him fair enough i think i think that's i think that's more than fair with alfie and i, I do think he will succeed at Vale. i think it, we'll see the sort of player that that we've looked at and, and thought yes he fits that mold i do just think it's going to take him a little longer than others because it's more of the the specialised position, isn't it? Your number ten is probably more analysed over overall in, in in the course of a game because you're looking at them to do something. So there's a bit more pressure on on them sort of players. Um, last one then. I'm going to ask it in the way it's written. Um, Mark McNulty says, "What do we really think about flickers in inverted commas player recruitment process?" We're asked to. Trusting in inverted commas, giving the level of player availability and injuries. So, Bez, what do you think? I don't get what he's getting at there, but uh, I think we've had a great summer recruitment-wise, as we've touched on. Yes, wing-backs were a bit short, strikes were a bit short. He's had, what, two years on the job now? We've gone from bottom end of League 2 to looking like a comfortable mid-table League 1 side. The style of football's progressed massively. We've gone from a big boot lumpy side, which some of our fans seem to want us to be, to a side that gets the ball down, play football, play some really good stuff. As I've said already, we 
that we're 12 games into the league season. And by my reckoning, there's only two games we deserve to lose. And yes, I know you don't get points for deserving to get points. You get points for putting the ball on the net. I think we've had a massive transformation at the club and Dave Flickcroft has played a big role in that. So, me take my hats off to him and he's doing a great job for me. Tom? Yeah, uh, pretty much what Bez said. For me, there's not really anything massively to grumble at. You know, he's got a few things wrong, but he's only human. He's allowed mistakes. Um, And I think this is the first time he's been a director of football. So, probably going to make more um, than he has in in anything else. You learn from him, don't you? Uh, So, yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm... 100% 100% trust him and behind him. And then Andy, just to close it off, anything on on the the, the Flitcroft conversation that you you'd add? Um, yeah, I mean everything I've heard about David Flitcroft has been secondhand. I've never met the guy, never spoken to him directly. So um, I'm going off what other people have said and what experience they've had of him. Um, clearly, he's coming to Vale not to be anyone's mate. He's he's coming to do a job. And yeah, some things have gone well. One or two things haven't gone perfectly, but all in all, I think he's the hard way. He's he's dragged the club's level of professionalism into a higher level than than where it was um, under the, the previous um, regime. You know, before you know, going back to ASCII and certainly where it was when Norman was was owning the club. So. Um, we're, we're a much more serious, more professionally run um, on, on the football side of things. And y- you have to, whether you like the guy or not, you have to um, give him credit for that. Yeah, we, we do, don't we? And I think, that, I think that's a positive way to end. I think we've got to give credit for what we've done this season. I think we've got to look at where we can go and see what happens over the next one. So season so far, it seems like everyone's in agreement, which doesn't always make the best of podcasts um, because there's been no, no, no one to be fisticuffs like, like we had a couple of weeks back, but overall it's been a positive summer. It's been a positive start to the season. We just now need more goals and a bit more consistency across the team selection. Would you, would, would you agree? I think that's yeah. pretty fair, mate. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've got that with consistency. Certainly, compared to where we were when when Clark was was changing four or five players week in week out, I think we're getting that. We're a lot more settled as a club. Um, we've settled down after promotion, and things are going things are going well. I'm happy, and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying going games, and I'm really enjoying myself watching the Vale this season. So um, I can't really grumble about a lot. That's positive then. Cool. So that's that from us. We'll be back um, Thursday-ish. Ish. Around about that time because we haven't got a midweek fixture. Um, and yeah, for everyone else, enjoy the pod. Give us feedback. For any of the questions that weren't answered, I will go through because there is a there is a question about Jack Shorrock that I want to touch on in a bit more detail and about the youth system as a whole. Um, so we'll touch on that probably next Thursday. Um, But until then, thank you, you three, for joining and spending what feels like two hours, is it, with with, with us on this? Two hours, ten minutes we've been recording. 
two hours, ten minutes. So, so yeah. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, probably split it into about five parts. Um, and then have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.